I won't keep you too long, but want to talk about your band and this upcoming SoCal show and uh, get your opinion on a couple things and have some fun and be music fans. I guess we should uh, we should start at at the beginning at the music, the collision of love and hate and and a really good album, man. I've been listening to it and I'm sure you get this a lot, but it's an album that sounds classic, but yet new at the same time. So I guess that makes it kind of timeless music in, in the end. That's just because we're old, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, when we set out to do this, we really didn't have any kind of set idea what we're going to sound like. I knew I didn't want to sound like my old band and Ray didn't want to sound like his old band. And it's kind of just what came out of us. Yeah, man. And it's on display. Ray's voice is soaring and, and your guitar playing just shredding. And, you know, just the beginning here, really, too, of the two of you working together and figuring things out. That album's getting, what, about three years old now, right? Are we thinking about new music already or what? Uh, we're, we just finished a new record. It's coming out on, it looks like it's coming out in March. Oh, killer. Yep. Yeah, so we're excited, man. We came home from the tour. We were out with Scott uh, Stapp until so I think it's September. And as soon as we came home, we, we got right into the new record. So we just finished it. Uh, Mike's in the middle of mixing it right now. So it's going to be pretty good. We're, we're excited about it. We're proud of it. Great. And since you brought it up, talk to me about that tour with Scott Stapp looking back on it. Give me a recap and any time to hang with Scott. Any words of wisdom or sharing any yeah, stage yeah, time or anything? or. Honestly, man, he, he was a sweetheart. We had heard like a million and one horror stories about him, and he so wasn't the person we expected. He was super nice, genuine. Every day we'd see him, he'd ask, you know, you guys eating good out here? You guys traveling okay? He was really, really solid to us. You know, we were told at the beginning of the tour before we even met him or anything, I guess, you know, through management and stuff, like we weren't supposed to kind of coerce with him or anything. And the first day of the tour, I'm walking to the dressing room, I run right over him. And I'm oh, like, oh, no. Gosh, we're going oh, home. no. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I grab him, and I realized it was him. I was like, oh, no. And he was totally cool. He was just really nice guy. Man. Like he went out of his way to really make us feel welcome. And he was great. That's killer, man. Was there one tune that you were rocking out to each night on the side of the stage? Did you find yourself like any of the old Creed tunes or anything? Uh, you know, I wasn't like a big Creed fan when I was a kid. I was more like a metalhead. But getting to see him do them every night, I was like, wow, this stuff's actually pretty good. You know, so I actually, you know, I started watching him a little bit here and there. I never got to see his whole set, but I've seen probably, you know, I've probably seen the whole set over, you know, the whole two months that we were out, you know, just by singing two songs tonight, three songs the next night, stuff like that. Right. Right, right. Hey, speaking of uh, shows, we should talk about this. Coming up, man, Thursday, January the 16th, the House of Blues Anaheim. I've been a bunch of times, man. It's always a big party. The Metal Allegiance annual NAM bash, if you will. Uh, their all-star <laughs> band. They're kind of like, it's, do you play fantasy football? Yeah, of course. How'd you do this year? I made it to the Super Bowl, but lost in the Super Bowl. Oh. My, my team didn't show up this year. Carson got hurt. It was just bad. <laughs> I had Chris Carson, too. He, he was pretty solid all year. <laughs> yeah, he was great in the last game and I think I got nine points off him and I lost I think I lost by like 13 or something like that I was so mad Saquon Barkley killed me man I took him number one overall and he did nothing all year and then at the end he killed it yeah he had some game last week yeah I mean he helped me win the like the loser bowl we had like the the consolation bowl so I get like 50 (laughs) bucks back but I'm out 200 but uh, are you a Giants fan too I imagine or yeah unfortunately this year yeah (laughs) it's uh it's been pretty rough for being a football fan here. Yeah, but you got to, you know, Danny Dimes, you know, at least that's something to build upon him and Barkley, and yeah, you got some good young receivers. He'll be all right. I think he's going to be good. They got to do something with the coach. I'm not a big fan of him. I haven't been since they got him. His system just is crappy. Yeah. It almost looks like he pulled his playbook out of like Tech Mobile from like 1986. <laughs> <laughs> Trying that Bo Jackson play every time. Yeah, exactly. Here you go, Saquon. Yeah, run. Run. <laughs> <laughs> just run. We ain't going to block for you, but run. Take the ball and run. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Are you coming out to the uh, what do you call show? The NAM show? Yeah, I'll be out. I'll be out cool. at the uh, NAM show. I'll be out at the NAM convention doing all of that. Yeah, are you going to be out there as well? Do you have do you have any signings? Uh, I'm good. I'm supposed to be by ESP's booth a little bit, and I think I'm doing something with EMG. I haven't gotten all my my itinerary back, but I know ESP's. You know, they got me passes and stuff like that. I know EMG had sent me some stuff, so I'll swing by everybody that, that we've worked with over the years. So, but I, I think ESP. I'm sure you've gone a million years. Is it like friend or foe? Is it is it like catching up with old friends and seeing people once a year, or is it like oh, yeah. oh, I got to yeah, go to no, NAM? I, I haven't been out in a couple of years. I mean, I was supposed to go out last year, and then couldn't happen past two years. I just couldn't get out there. But yeah, dude, I love going out there. I mean, running to you know all my old friends that I haven't seen in forever, and just you know the gear companies that I've been with forever. So it's cool. It is chaos, man. It, it, it is oh, a yeah, trip. Right it's insanity. <laughs> I usually try to get out of there on Saturday. <laughs> and uh, speaking of the show that you're going to be playing at, what a lineup. You guys, Trauma, Ex Mortis, yeah. a great local band, and uh, Metal Allegiance, which is like like I was starting to say, a fantasy football team. And it's like, you know, oh, let me take this singer from this band. Let me take Chuck Billy yeah. and have Charlie Benetti play drums or Mike Portnoy play yeah. drums. And, you know, yeah. this guy shred yeah, on done. it. It's insane. Yeah, it's great. We've done, I think, probably like six or six. I have six shows with those guys already. Um, we were out in California with them last year. We played LA. We played San Francisco. We played Vegas, Phoenix. We played out with them in New York. We just did Chicago with them for Halloween, which is really cool. We always have a blast with those guys. They're 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 a blast. They're a pitcher. Since so, you guys are, are homies, is there a bromance between you and and some one of the f- guys in the band? Or I, I know most of the time. You know, Chuck, I know. Forever, um, Blitz. I know since I'm like a teenager, he lives five minutes from me. So like that's come up in the scene. You know, my old band when I toured with both of those bands. And the Testament guys, you know, Greg Christian played with me in my last band. You know, so I know all those dudes forever. So it's it's always cool to see him. John Bush did the same for Anthrax. My old band toured with him, so it was awesome catching up with him again after all those years. So yeah, we we know we know these nine dudes. I loved hearing the Metal Legion play those those old Anthrax songs and hearing John sing them one la- one more time. It was like oh, room for one more and stuff. Some of that stuff off uh, the dude, first he, album. He's like, such a nice guy too, man. And just he live, is. he's unbelievable. He's like a little machine. He is. He he's got the voice of an angel, man. He can sing and scream and do whatever the hell he wants. Uh, do yeah, you know? Do you know? If energy too. Oh yeah, and and still running around like a maniac. It, you know, I know some years for the Metal Allegiance. I've been to most of them. They do a uh, theme each year. Is there any sort of theme? Uh, you know, I don't know about this one. I know when we were out in Chicago, they just did uh, Black Sabbath to see him blitz do all the, the Sabbath stuff with Kelly. I don't know what they're doing on this one, to be honest with you. I know um, Jeff Loomis is stepping in for some things, which is awesome for you know, the huge Jeff Loomis thing. Oh, really? Uh, I know he's doing some shows. He's doing something with them. Um, but yeah, I haven't heard any like special thing that they're doing. I just know there's a ton of people. Any other names you could tell us that you know are going to be there that night? I don't know. Loomis is going to be there. He's usually not. And, um, I think one of the guys from the Misfits, I think Doyle's going to be out there. Probably Alyssa. I used to do it Slayer. He's, he's going to be at this one. Oh, Lombardo. Which is cool. Yeah. That should be pretty badass watching him play some of this stuff. So, yeah. So, it's pretty cool. Be a couple Slayer tunes or, or 12, hopefully. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> what do you make of that, man? Do you think do you think it's for real, or you think they're going to like Motley Crue and come back in a few years, talking about Slayer? <clears throat> when you think about that kind of money that Motley Crue made, uh, if Slayer gets offered that, I, I would assume that they're going to go back and do it again. <laughs> but I don't know. I think Tom is, you know, he's, he's pretty content. I think he just wants to be home with his family, is, is you know, what you hear. And, uh, I mean, the guy's done everything. What, what more do they have to prove their Slayer? Yeah, but, you know, do you just wonder if those offers get so big and sitting out a few years, and then, you know, each year that you do that offer just gets bigger and bigger and bigger are we as fans to just assume that anytime someone says a farewell tour they just assume they're lying like okay yeah, we get it that way, 
doesn't it? Wink, wink, <laughs> nod, nod. Because I, I really, I hate to be that guy, but I, I really do feel duped. I mean, Kiss, I never believed, or or necessarily even Scorpions, but uh, Motley Crue made such a big deal about it, and I really did spend my own money on the tickets and went to multiple shows and like really thought it was the end and really thought it should be the end at the same time too. <laughs> um, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> but uh, but I, I really feel kind of kind of duped on that. But I'm I'm just thinking from now on, yeah, everyone's going to come back with that movie. Yeah, the, the, the Netflix thing. I mean, that really kind of it's only been like again. four or five years or something. I mean, it hasn't been that long. Yeah, no, it hasn't. <laughs> that movie came out, they were like, okay, but yeah, let's go make 150 million. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's not like kids sneaking around saw that movie and then they went back and went through the whole catalog and they've been you know well versed on Motley Crue for years and years and they've waited a decade for their return. It's four or yeah, five years. Not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't blame them though. Somebody with that kind of money at me, I'd I'd pretty much do just about anything. <laughs> So. Yeah, that's why that, it's show business, right? That that business part is always on there. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Are you a big Motley fan? Did you enjoy the dirt? Um, yeah, I thought it was cool. Uh, I checked it out when it first came out. You know, I remember laughing about it. Some of the stuff was, you know, a little far-fetched, I would assume. But uh, all in all, it was, it was pretty good. I liked the first two records. I was a big fan of the first one. And then I uh, shot the double. Yeah. I loved Nick Mars' guitar tone when I was a kid. And then, uh, you know, they got into, like, Theodore Payne and, like, more of the glammy stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so that was pretty much it for me. Tapping <laughs> out. At that point. Hey. You know, I was going to ask you just to have some fun. Like, it, who would be your Mount Rushmore of shred? Like, who were the like, say, four guys that really inf- influenced you as a player? I feel like Alex Kolnick was a big one for me. Oh, and then I got to play with, like James Murphy, who replaced him in Testament. James has stayed at my house for months on end. Sometimes when he just sits to play guitar. Oh, so James is a big one for me. Um, England Armstrong, obviously, probably Joe Satriani and Steve Vai were were, were really big in the beginning for me too yeah so you grew up on what was that uh, the Surfing with an Alien oh yeah yeah. yeah and then the summer song and all that 12, like, 13 years old yeah locking myself in my room with a record player just learning how to play some of those cool licks and stuff like that we didn't have YouTube back then <laughs> no you had to wait around MTV and hope the video came on and <laughs> yeah how's he playing that <laughs> yep sit there with the with the VHS in the and hit play and record at the same time and hope you, you caught it oh yeah I remember doing all that. <laughs> or you get like the title you know, choppy, you get like the video, it's like halfway through the title. <laughs> yeah, I was using to those guys. I know Steve, I, and um, Joe are getting inducted into the Heavy Metal Hall of Fame, which we're, I think we're going to hang out at the day before the show. So it's kind of cool for me. I get to go see that. Watch those guys get inducted. I'm hoping they're going to play. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the Wednesday night before, they always do that like down the street from the NAM convention. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've never been to it, so I'm going to check it out. My manager said he was, you know, getting us in there, and then he said Steve Lyon. So I was like, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I needed to hear. More chaos man that, that more chaos going on at that event as well but luckily they have a bar Good. <laughs> Are you going to be there now? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Touch. You got my number. If you're going to do something that night, just call me. Maybe around. We can do something, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure, man. Get a beer. Are you a beer guy? Uh, dude, honestly, I quit drinking like months ago. So I'm really not drinking anything anymore. Maybe you know, social and hang out and bring that to the point of whether I drink it or not. You'll see. <laughs> well, nothing but, wrong with that, man. It, you know, to each their own. And I know if I ever want to get rid of my gut, that just quit the drinking and be there but maybe one yeah, of these days to that age you know years of Red Bull and vodka we're just you know starting to oh yeah whole, I was feeling crappy and I was like yeah enough is enough <laughs> that was it <laughs> well Freddie man I won't keep you too much longer I just want to uh, play a little game I like to play with everyone I talk to a, a little uh, yeah. game about being a music fan and, and to kind of show your roots a little bit more but I'm going to get you a little bit outside your comfort zone a little bit okay alright cool so being a music fan we're all aware we're talking about Slayer earlier they're part of what they 
get nicknamed the Big Four, right? The Big Four of thrash metal. Metallica, Slayer, Anthrax, Megadeth. That's the Big Four that defined 80s thrash metal. So me as a dumb radio guy and trying to have some fun, like doing all these interviews, I I came up with a little game and, and a little evolution of that. So if that's late 80s thrash, we go into the 90s and you look at the first half of the 90s for what I like to call the Flannel Five. So curious who would be your favorite not that this could happen or that they're around or a a real band anymore but just your overall favorite out of the flannel five which is nirvana pearl jam stone temple pilots soundgarden alice in chains it definitely would be alice in chains that was like the only band out of all of them that i liked and i I love alice in chains they're a great band the rest of them i just didn't get down with yeah alice always seemed the most metal to me out of the bunch yeah, Jerry Cantrell could play guitar, just the way Wayne used to sing. It was just, you know, then Mike and Ed went to Ozzy, so that there gives them metal credibility. So I was like, I like those dudes. Yeah, out of that bunch, you know, everyone makes it a lot about the vocalist. And I'm with you, Alice is my favorite out of the bunch, too, just because of Jerry's guitar and then those, those like, haunting vocal melodies that they would do when yeah. it would be Lane and Jerry singing together. It was just... Uh, yeah, it was awesome. One of my favorites. Glad to hear it's your favorite. Give me a uh, Alice in Chains tune to play on the radio tonight. Uh, them Bones. That's a good one. Good guitar sound on that one. Hell yeah. Nice quick tune. Killer, let me get yeah, you on on uh, one more, man. One one more evolution sure. out of that. So we that That's early 90s. We'll go into more late 90s and uh, add one to it because why not, right? And we'll call this one the uh, New Metal Six Pack. So this is going to be Rage Against the Machine, Corn, Linkin Park, Slipknot, Disturbed, System of a Down. Gotta be Slipknot. Tell me why. Tell me why. Um, Joey's drumming was phenomenal. When that first record came out, it was like, holy cow, how is that guy even doing that? He said David Mardos now and just brought it to another level. That first record came out, it was like, whoa, you know, how do you top that? You, you can't. <laughs> you know, and then they had the crazy mask and, and that was just what a metal band should be at that point in time. And he wrote a lot of those guitar riffs and stuff too to come to come to find out. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. All right, and pick a uh, Slipknot tune to, to play on the radio as well. Uh, dude, I'm horrible with their names of their songs. Uh, the first one off the first record, like, I don't know the name is. Wait and Bleed? Bleed? Yep. Yep. Killer, man. We'll rock that. Dude, Freddie, it's been fun hanging out, talking with you. Hope to see you at NAM or one of the shows or something running around. Just I'm before I let you go. Number, so just shoot me a call or a text. Okay, killer. Dude, you rock. Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now just hit the subscribe button. That way you get it sent to you directly. And follow me on social media at MikeZ967. Don't miss the radio show, bro. Wired in the Empire happens every Saturday night at midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks. Online at KCALFM.com. Adios,